when I do get to a certain age, I don't, I don't, reg- when I'm not, I'm less able to do some things that I can do now. I'm not regretting, oh, why didn't I do that when I could? So I'm that's just, true. that's my mind to just do everything I physically and possibly can within reason now and just take chances, take risks, be spontaneous, all that kind of stuff. That's the kind of mindset I have, but it's not always, it's not always based on, oh, like, Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Place Podcast. Your host, Roma London. And Carty East. And it's been another another good week. Um, another, it's been a good week. Yeah, it's been really sunny actually. So the weather, like, oh, start, summer's starting to pick up and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, the weather's nice. It was 31 degrees the other day and 30 degrees today. But you know what's crazy though? I find, I'm, I find myself sleeping more during this weather. I don't know why. It's like I'm wet, I'm hibernating during the winter. I mean, during the summer, sorry. But I love it. I love so this weather. Is, is that the heat and stuff? Like, you just catch yourself. I think, do you know, yeah. I feel like, I think the first couple of days or sometimes, or weeks, sometimes, like, our body's adjusting to it. I don't know. That's just what I think sometimes. Like, um, yes. You get, you get, you get used to the, the sudden rise and heat. Because even, like, when I travel sometimes, the country is really hot. Like, I do find myself, like, not necessarily sleeping, but getting a bit, like, tired or dozy, like, um, yes, and after like midday on the first couple of days, then I just get used to it. It's true, yeah. So it's, it's probably that. Like, actually, that's why I feel like even sometimes booking two weeks holiday is the best. Because the first week is to like get used to the flow. The second week is like okay, I can start my holiday freely or do halfway into your first week, really. However, this weather is amazing. I love it. I love the sun. Even my skin is getting darker right now. I love it. The tan is kicking in. So, my no, journey. UK is always nice. UK and London is always nice when it's hot. Like everyone says, that's the best time. That's in the previous. That's why a lot of people fl- um like come in from other countries, like Saudi yeah. and all these other places, to like spend the summer in um in like yeah London mainly. London. But no, it's mad though. Yeah. In regards to just even just getting tan in the summer, I know like a lot of non-black people are quick to want to get in the sun, get their skin darker. However, I've met I've met some black people that just don't want to be in the sun at all. They you know it's, they're worried about getting darker, and that's gonna link to you know colorism really, which is and I'm like, does that does that does not defeat the whole purpose of being black is like or being you know, like like cash is gonna get darker? What do you think of that? Yeah, because of because of um the whole reason why um our skin is dark is obviously melanin, and it's like where we even like yeah. um the, the, what's the word the part of the world that. Like, yeah, like the crater. yeah, that we grew up in. Yeah. So, like, um, basically, there was um, there's, obviously the sun's quite harsh there, so our skin mm. adapted to that, so we can, so we're more protected. So it's kind of doesn't make sense to say you don't want to spend time in it because of your skin is meant to be like you got your skin can handle more sun. Obviously, I thought I and I I, I used to, when I was young, I used to think we didn't necessarily need um, lotion, but I realized you still do to an extent. Not probably not as strong as someone that's a bit more, more fair skin, but you still need it. But it shouldn't be a thing of um, I don't want to like be in the sun, but like, yeah, it's just it's weird. Even on that note as well, I feel like even just this, this sun, we, we like as black people, we need the sun for vitamin D. Because I saw this research, yeah. a lot of people from from East Africa, West Africa, South Africa, mainly Eastern is West Africa. When it goes to like colder countries, they develop other illnesses because they're not getting enough sun for vitamin D, and they of they they actually suffer in the long run like dementia. Just a lot of health issues in the later age because you know, they haven't got enough access to the sun. And so a lot of people always push vitamin D. 
but that that isn't enough. And the sun, the sun is if the sun elevates your mood, it's good for your frontal lobe, it's good for other medical reasons, just your physical needs anyway. So I feel like on that topic of people thinking, I mean, even I brought up the topic. I don't. I feel like I mean, everyone always talk about colonialism is the birth child of of racism or colonialism. I don't know which one it is. Yeah. But it's, always, it's kind I, of linked I feel to like that it came well. out of that. It came out of that as that that was a um, a result or a byproduct. That's the a byproduct of um colonialism. I can't pronounce that word properly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's a byproduct which um persists in all other ethnic groups and other groups as well beyond just ethnic groups which I know, yeah. Is, yeah which is still like seen to today and when you said the stuff about the sun i because I, I have some south asian friends they um for the, i've been told also in their culture like um like their grandmas or or moms have told them to like oh don't play in the sun too much or wear an umbrella because you don't want to get dark skin and oh man i told them to like just basically stay indoors just avoid the sun which is a weird thing because obviously they like um Generally, I would say like um, the South Asian people I knew have like olive skin anyway, so they're quite tanned. And yes. so, but some, at the same time, like for example, I've seen like I've met like their siblings. Some of them are a bit, um, a bit more like dark in complexion, like not exactly black, but dark in complexion. And sometimes yeah. they said there's like a I'm, like I'm not too informed on this, but I've been told this multiple times by my South Asian friends that there's also like a link something something called like a, a caste system, which is similar to colonialism, okay. where like yeah, like you just get bit. Better, you get better treatment, or you're looked at as more desirable, um, yeah, based on the color of your skin. I mean, um, not that how fair your skin is not color of your skin, how fair your skin is that's in, in, um, in, in that part in of the world, general. yeah. If, I think it's in that part of the world, I think that happens a lot in, in a lot of even Africa as well. I remember when I was when I was when I was a kid, I looked more like my mom, basically, my mom is she's pretty light skin, and Growing up, my skin was in, I had the same shade, the same shade of color like my mom, light skin, even though now I'm brown, love it. But as a kid, being not light skin, just having a fair complexion, it's like everyone looks at me like, "Oh, you're so cute, you're so adorable," because my skin was fair and it wasn't as dark as theirs. So they kind of see me as being this weird. And it made me feel, it made me, I felt kind of insecure a little bit because I was like, they were looking at my skin, not looking at me at the same time. But I do understand because they, they always look at people with fair skin as being, in a weird way, superior to people with darker skin, which is always linked to race as well. So I do get. I mean, I, I understand where they come. I don't agree with it. But I understand where they're coming from. But at the same that time, this is so something, ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, but yeah. very ridiculous. But I feel like it's the same thing as well. Like a lot of people think their, their skin is lighter or something. They are. They are more. They, are, they can. They can achieve more in life as well. And it's all tied back to just trying to look like people that colonized you. So it's kind of linked to racism as well. But at the same time, it's a bigger. I mean, even just right now, bleaches the bleaching industry. I mean, I saw this video. I think I told you about this video. This woman was getting was bleaching her skin, and oh my god, it looks disgusting. The way she was bleaching her skin. I mean, her oh. skin. And she was a, she was like a good. Honestly, this woman she's beautiful, like melanin beautiful. And she started bleaching her skin. I'm thinking to myself, like to me, you look beautiful. But whatever made you feel insecure, like what made you feel insecure about your skin to want to bleach it? And I feel like sometimes it's always like your cycle, your circle as well. Your your friend, if you hang out with women or men that bleach their skin, they're more likely to bleach their skin as well. So it's always something like that is supposed to or what they surround themselves with. So it's a, it's a, it's like a very I feel like I always call it psychological thing as well. It's, it's mental. It's, it's it's a form of insecurity of my skin is darker. I even saw a documentary years ago. Yes, I think you've seen this as well about this woman that's to wash it. Yeah. She, she was so she thinks that she thinks being black is dirty. She was, I mean, she showers, she keeps 
scrubbing her skin, thinking, thinking it would get lighter. And growing up, she thinks having black skin means she has a dirty skin. And I'm thinking, oh my God, like black people were, were the original, were the original people. And I also discovered black women are more like Eve in the Bible because black women can actually feed, can breastfeed other kids that are not black. She, she can pursue the white, black, Indian kid. This is their genetics. Can a lot of the genetics, I haven't got the word for it, but this is the genetics can be, how can I put it? Because I, I can't see a white woman feeding it, breastfeeding a black kid. Because just genetics, really. Because our genetics is so strong, we can actually, a black woman can actually breastfeed all the children. And back in the day, actually, back in, back in the day around slavery, no, I think it was after slavery, they used to employ black nannies. And as a black nanny, your job includes breastfeeding the white kids as well. So, yeah. back in the day, anyway. So, that shows how strong our genetics is. But at the same time, I feel like we still got a lot to work on. I mean, we didn't, there's racism, there's, there's colorism as well. And I feel like, but do you think, but do you think when racism ends, do you think colorism, colorism will end, will end as well? Even being honest, I don't think, just like how the world will always try to aim for peace and we realize even if we wanted peace, there's like, <clears throat> uh, there's like a, uh, like I said, a certain amount of people that don't want it. I honestly feel like yes. it won't exactly ever end it will just dissipate or it will be less prevalent like i feel like we'll get to we'll get to a point where there's a bit more fairness and more awareness of the issues in society but it will never really end and but then because colorism is like a byproduct of it that like you obviously the racism has to be first addressed to like um this a kind of supremacy thing uh, which has been in de- like embedded to our society that has to be addressed as well and then once that has been addressed it, it's almost like a fall-off effect because of originally colorism was a byproduct then that will also start to be kind of broken down. But yes. I feel like there's stop the colorism is quite deep. And it's not because like I said, I just spoke about it in the South Asian community. It's also different. And obviously like I, I haven't spoken about it even in the East Asian community in other parts of Asia. I'm speaking about South Asian because I, I I know some information about that. But colorism in our community and the black community is also different. So in order for that to kind of even go away, it would have to be tackled in in specifically in those like, specific communities, how how basically how it was even um, fed to them, how that how that kind of ideal ideology has been fed from generations and generations, we have to kind of unravel and unpack that, um, which I think will come will be will come from everything we're seeing right now. Like for example, um, a big thing that kind of like not not something that showcases what colorism is is um, I would say the cosmetic industry kind of shows that, and beauty industry shows specifically for women shows okay. how colorism manifests into society like for example the products that um some of the company sells um and the way it's presented the models that they use so that's one part that i I, that definitely can be addressed and can influence the next generation to kind of tackle that colorism thing in in like different communities because there's different products that you would sell in asia that you sell in africa you sell in china you sell in other parts of the world and the way they tailor it is will be different and so just to kind of illustrate um, a product that can that can be like or like a part of like the, the industry that can be um, looked at to see the effects of colorism is um, like whitening creams, um, and specifically like in like China and like the um, in India because of there's something that yes. came up on the news recently that I think is Unilever and Johnson and Johnson they're looking at their product line of like whitening creams 
and um, Johnson Johnson are actually discontinuing their creams, um, which is called. So the title is actually the most interesting thing. The the the, the name of the product is uh, Fine Fairness and Clear Fairness. That's the two products that Johnson and Johnson are discontinuing. And mm. both Unilever and okay, the, the the name of the Unilever one is called Fair Lovely. I'm pretty sure everyone has heard of Fair Lovely. That's like I think that's beyond just India. I think that brand they they sell that in other countries too. Um, but they in a statement they actually said as a result of the like the Black Lives Matter movement, they've had to like reconsider like the brand. Um, so they have two sides of this. Like I like I said, I'm gonna it is, uh, go back to my point of how by them discontinuing this product or changing the way it's presented, changing their marketing. Because also their marketing shows, like, darker-skinned women. Even in, like, Asia, they'll show, like, a woman with, like, like said, olive skin a bit more darker. And then they'll show a woman yeah. which fits a more, like, um, like fair Caucasian um, ideal of beauty. And they'll show that as what the cream would get you to be. So it's always it's, that's the issue. It's always looked at as, a, like, white is the default of human, which is which I yeah. think that's the online issue, to say white is... Is human, so everything else is other. Um, so, like, so for them, for them trying to rebrand this stuff, I do feel like it, it has good intent because of it can possibly change and that's an influence the next generation. But at the same time, if I'm being a bit skeptic, I could say that the reason why they're even discontinuing this, like before, I don't know if they were called out on it. I just saw them announcing it. The, the reason why they're potentially discontinuing it before they even called out on it is because of they've realized a shift happening and. With a, with a name like Fair Fairness, all this stuff in your products, eventually they would have probably been called out on it and possibly blacklisted. Well, I mean, like boycotted, I mean. Um, so they're oh, trying to preempt yeah. that for sales. And also Fair Lovely aren't, is that they're not stopping their product. They're just changing. They, I think they're taking Fair off the name. So it's going to be called something else, a lovely. And I think they're going to change the packaging and the marketing. So they're not actually stopping the whitening cream. They're just going to change the presentation. So it's still to keep, it's still, it's still, there's still an aspect of just for business. In mind, so that's still a bit questionable, but at least Johnson Johnson are discontinuing it. But um, yeah, that, that that's just something that I've seen on that, and I think like we need to understand, like I said, the root of all this stuff on and and then like 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 unpack it and then see how it can move forward. But that's just one aspect, and because we because we've we've always said this stuff literally goes into every part of society, like almost every mm. industry. In this last week, have you seen how many? industries have been kind of shaken up a, a lot of it is performative and the only time will tell if all these companies keep the same energy and actually stick to what they're saying but um in this is the first time in my lifetime anyways that i've seen um like a movement like this or something that has been like by the way everything that is happening right now has been brought out for years like people have always said all the stuff about injustice all the stuff about racism even the white naked people always talked about this unrealistic beauty standard and image that they portray and um, so, so to even illustrate that, even in China, they where people are, um, and like Korea, where people have like certain features, like obviously, like, um, like in terms of like facial features and complexion, mm-hmm. they actually use models from other countries, like um, other European countries, and like more like uh, like so just Caucasian countries. They use those models to to advertise the products to the Chinese market, which is which is showing like their kind of definition of what is beauty in the Chinese market, which is, which is like the definition of unrealistic. So they're using a model from like from Europe (laughs) with European features and Western features to sell products to someone, which is naturally and like naturally born with 
like like I said, that Chinese features, which is 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 is, is ridiculous. Like, how can you sell that when the the people you use and sell the products aren't even a representation of the people that live in the country that you you're selling them to? So and and then that also and then that kind of you can imagine like um a young guy or a little boy like a girl um watching that like growing up she know that all this stuff in media like even probably like tv shows and stuff like that seeing the representation growing up they're thinking that's the definition of beauty or this is what i keep seeing that's what i aspire to be so they will then it can affect you mentally and see and affect your worldview and how you see yourself as less of a human because that's you're not what you're seeing represented on billboards everywhere in your own country is not the definition of beauty but yeah, it, it just that's kind of that's, that's kind yeah. of sad though because you live in like even when you live in the UK, you're talking about like you're see black people billboards and stuff, and yeah. that's in the UK and it's in Western. Imagine living like in countries like that where it's your country, but a lot of adverts are portrayed people from different countries. It kind of it's like it kind of it, that kind of messes your self esteem actually because you feel like you don't even be represented in your in your own in your own country when it comes to like yeah. products. But at the same time, though, a lot, of companies do, a lot of companies do this. Even when I was growing up as well, I used to see posters of well, uh, one side of the faces was is darker, one side is, is lighter. And growing up, I thought, I thought it was actually makeup. I thought it was another type of makeup. I didn't know it was to lighten, to make your skin look lighter or change your complexion and stuff. But yeah, it's very toxic and mentally for a lot of people. A lot of people tend to suffer from this as well. Because I've, I've met people, I feel like, Black people, we've, kind of, we've, we've sort of just gotten used to it. A lot of black people tend to use bleaching cream for beauty. And I, I feel like our parents don't really force you on us to, to bleach our skin or whatever. But you're right, in the Asian community, their parents tend to be like, you bleach your skin, you look, you, you look better, lighter. I feel like that's a, that's a psychological It's mainly warfare. indirect, actually. It's mainly indirect, but like I said, it does get to you. It does, because you, you don't feel like yourself. You feel like, you don't, you, even though you, you, can be a, you can be a 10, but if someone tells you you don't look, I mean, I feel like everyone's a 10, I feel like everyone's a 10 anyway. I mean, if someone makes you feel like, even though you know you, even though you know you're amazing, what your family, if your family, if, you're, if, you're, if a stranger tells you you should look like this, it's not a big deal. But when it's some people you love, who you care about telling you to, to look lighter, it kind of, that will kind of affect you in a different way because you feel like I'm not good enough. So it just kind of feeds your insecurity and you just don't feel like, it's not good for your self-esteem, basically, and your self-worth. So we still got quite a long way to go. A very, very long way to go. But I feel like we're getting free, though. Even just Unilever doing, or Johnson's doing this. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a small process, but it's still, it's still a process. It's still a movement going on right now. So it's just about yeah. time. But what do, you think, what do you think inspired them to want to make these changes? Is it, Black Lives, is it Black Lives Matter going on right now? Or do you think something they've been working on for a while? That's what they said, and I don't believe it's something they've been working on for a while because of that product has, has existed for forty-five years, and only now are they trying to, um, what's it called? Like trying to like make to make a change that all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, and like I said, they preempted it. So I genuinely feel like from a from a it's always PR from a PR point of view, and from like okay, let's yeah. just see, like in terms of like our product line going forward. Um, like in terms of like how they see the profitability, all that kind of stuff. Like they've they've trust me on a numbers level and a marketing level, they've considered the they've considered this. If it didn't, if this movement wasn't so uh, prevalent, it would not. They wouldn't do anything because it genuinely would not affect their business, which is what has been happening for years. A lot of companies and like um, people of power in some places have kept the status quo because of it. It didn't cost them anything to change. 
That's but true. right now, mm-hmm. the potential representation, rep- reputation, like damage, if you don't do something or if you don't say something, there's a, there's a potential. They don't, they don't, I think right now they don't understand like how much it would affect the business if they don't like support the movement or don't say something. So they just they just want to say something just to make sure that they're saving face because of it may be more costly not to say to say something in the long term. So I do feel like some people's intentions are we don't know if they're genuine yet. Like I say, well, this stuff time will tell. But it just we just know we hundred percent know that some companies have done perform performative things like like I said Starbucks who said I'll oh, put a post and then internally they're saying don't wear anything to support the movement that they're saying. Yes. So we just see that. So only time will tell if the if change will happen. But um, there's there's so many like millions of other streams of things that we need to that needs to be addressed to actually make real lasting change. So like every time like something little like this happens, if it if it does stick. That's like one win out of a, out of like thousands and millions of things, like I said, that we need to address because of the issue at hand was has been sewn into exercising existence for years and through like almost every, almost every industry and anything like you see like you can in any sector you I I'm not guaranteeing it but if you do look deep you can see where the issue like has been kind of embedded into it so then when when you have that kind of understanding you have to realize that this is a this is a long term this is a marathon. So yeah, <laughs> you're right. We'll, we'll we'll see what comes out of that, and if this company is last or um, because times are changing as well. Like even before this, like for example, like, even fashion before it's like it was always the same kind of model used. It was always slim. It was always this, and then eventually something that kind of changed in people's perspective because people want to see more representation, and then they had to change, and then they had to show more representation, and then yeah. So this is like the next shift in in more like inclusiveness in like in different in in the world in general, not even in fashion. Just like be more representation of how we are today, because we are very di- diverse. Um, in in most ways, anyways, we're quite diverse. The world is not just one. Per- we don't just have one type of person. The whole world, essentially. Yeah, but the world isn't just black and white. There's a whole spectrum yeah. of colour between that black and white. But I mean, you're right. It's still got a lot more to go, but we're making changes, and changes takes time as well. I mean, this this system has been this system has been has been in place for a very, very, very long time, and we still got a lot more to go. So it's about time and just being patient, really. But I mean, we've got, I mean, we've, I mean, apart from that, we've had other we've had other good other good news as well going on, just in the old yeah. just the old black community as well. I mean, a, a news just came in today, or. Kanye West signing a ten-year deal with Gap, so that's something. And the actual design director is they put in place for Gap for Yeezy Gap is a black female creative from Nigeria. I can't remember her name right now. I can't remember her name right now, but she's from the name is more. I can't pronounce properly. Is Mawashola? Is more? Yeah, Mawashola Ogunleshi. I can't pronounce the name properly. Oh yeah, but yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, that's something positive, something someone saw Blackboard doing in I mean, even it's Kanye West, I know everyone agrees what I agree, I agree with what it's doing. I feel like it's still championing black power and black 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 representation in this high place as well. So, I mean, have you seen that? Have you seen the report or we be coming sending a deal with Yeah, he's um yeah. she she's the new design director. I didn't even know I didn't know that he signed the deal till like recently, but I'm just like like yeah, that's like I said. I just it was, it was a positive change, and um, and like I said, design director because I worked in companies and seen directs and seen how much influence they have, and 
generally like when people have come from a diverse background and then they get into a place of position and power they can hire other people from diverse backgrounds that have more rep- like representation and like said in in this um in this um what's it called Stru- what's it, companies and stuff like that um so this is definitely good news but we'll see what comes of this as well and like although i do i will keep this stuff he's a celebrity what do, mean, what do you mean what comes with it um what do you mean as, as in what i'm saying what comes of this yeah, well, yeah, because I think that was it's positive for what's it, you know, see what comes of it. What do you mean? Yeah, what comes what of it? Because of, this is like the first announcement, which I'm very, like, I'm cheering on. But I just want to, like, see from, okay, so, like, I'm going to link it back to something like Obama, where we thought, okay, we have someone, like, there's a representative representative of diversity and stuff. And then we, you, ex- you not that you expected some of the things, but you kind of envisioned some sort of change then. You just were highly disappointed because of, it was more of just like an image, just a forefront. They were they, they weren't actually the person of real power. Obviously, this is on a lower, like a lower level to like a president of a country. But I'm just saying, I've from something like that, I've learned to just not always see things and think, okay, like this has changed. Or basically, just kind of look deeper into it. But if with that being said, I do feel like this, this she like this is this is in, in a company like Gap. I don't know the the representation, and also even like Kanye, like that for them to even get into like partnerships with these companies. Is just pushing, like basically they're in rooms where they have more control and power and more like representation. I mean, I mean, I get where you come here. I feel like I get where you're coming from. I understand where you're coming from. But the way I see, I'm not even trying to overthink it. I'm just trying to see what it's doing now in the moment. And yeah. also, Kanye, Kanye has Kanye has always spoken about Gap because when I was when I was working in retail, his retail his retail job was working in Gap. As a, as a sales assistant in Gap. So, in a lot of his interviews, talking about how when I was growing up, he used to fold clothes for Gap, he used to close for Gap. So, he's also was working for Gap when he was younger. So, I mean, it's, so this is not, I mean, I'm excited for him, but I'm not surprised by this because it's something he's always spoken about. And that's just that out of a word of affirmation, really. But at the same time, I'm not going to, I feel like comparing him to Obama is a very different thing because it's not politics. I mean, directly, Obama has the option to directly. If for rest people's life, his job as a politician is it. I mean, he's a leader of a country, so whatever it does will affect other people's lives. But then, do, 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 do you think president? Okay, I know current is different, but do presidents and stuff like that? Do they? Do you think they actually have control to an extent? Do they really have control of like what they choose to do, or or are they always in allegiance to someone more not not as powerful as them, but has a lot of connections behind the scenes because. I just want to understand that because I, I generally don't feel like they make all the decisions. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, to finish what I was saying before, Kanye West is a businessman. So whatever, whatever, his, whatever his decisions, it's for his business. So hiring people doesn't always go through him, but it's his business. It's the as I say. But compared yeah. to Obama, Obama does as I say. But I feel like we do, the problem with Obama is people had expectations without even looking at some of his policies. I've had a lot of people for 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 Obama even looking boy it's actual policy just because 'cause they're black men. So it's a very different story. We didn't people had a choice to put in power. People voted for him. Can't waste the businessman. Where he is today he worked hard to get I mean I don't say Obama didn't work hard to be president, but as a president you can say he has a power to have to vote you in basically. But Kanye West is a businessman. So his influence on people is very different. But Obama I'm not gonna say Obama had the easy being the office being the black man. And you are right, a lot of decisions made are not always by him. However, some decisions are by him as well. So a lot of things, a lot of matters does have his influence and his 
say before they can actually come for their actually process whatever is going on so those two are very different i, I, I feel like i won't blame I, i'm not blaming Obama for a lot of things but Obama did, did some not so positive things in his in power so yeah but it's still had a say for that as well if they're gonna jump in they're gonna jump, jump a bomb right now in a country he has a say in it doesn't make any sense some policies it doesn't, but some policies he has a say. Is it some policies? Some policies they have votes from the Congress or whatever. I don't know. I don't know the American politics like that. But I know some stuff he has a he has a, he has a final say in it. And I'm not gonna front. Obama didn't really do much. I mean, he influenced black people, but I don't see the lasting effect on in in that your community right now, apart from Obamacare, which I think Donald Trump is getting is getting rid of. Apart from yeah, that, he's, he's literally to trying to. I saw someone today about him trying to like completely dismantle that and when he does oh this is something like there, there was, it was a ridiculous number i can't remember that number but basically a lot of people are gonna kind of suffer just not to have that care and even something to do with like, health insurance i think it's because people have to have health insurance there something like that yes. um he's, he's just trying to dismantle that essentially i think probably for budget cuts but he's literally trying to do every, all the positive things that you said about Obama in terms of that yeah trump is just getting rid of it can i ask you a question though if you have yeah. to rule, if you have to rule a country, how will you rule a country? In, that's, in that's the pre place question. of power, how will you do? Over your, over your, okay. In the pre place of power, what will be your first hundred days changes or policies you're going to put in place? Your first hundred days. Well, I, I'm going to go back to what I said about these people in power don't necessarily have all the power. Anyways, they're always they're always in allegiance to someone else. They have like responsibilities as someone that's funding them and stuff like that so even if i wasn't power i honestly for me to even get into that room i won't have full control because i would have had to make not deals or like make promises especially like quite wealthy people this is the, that's always the issue they always have if you notice a lot of the policies and stuff like before they go into office they, they'll probably present like even in the uk as well politicians will present oh we're gonna do this we're gonna do that we're gonna make sure like the working class or um the lower class have this and have that but then once they normally get into power, generally the, the the policies and the things they kind of green light don't always they they don't always benefit the workers. They normally benefit like the elite and one percent generally because they they have they have they have like connections to them. They kind of owe them in a way. So I feel like that's like I'm not even saying like your policies should be actually good process. I'm saying which policies we actually which agenda will you will you propose to people like this one will change you before they confirm which agendas do you think you push in your first in the days not, not confirm agendas but yeah. just agendas you think you propose in your first hundred days well if i'm talking from the uk perspective because like america is very complex and obviously yes. 50 states and each each state literally has its own issues that they're trying to deal yes. with um in the uk like i from what i've seen in terms of a lot of budget cuts and and issues within little communities would just be like to put a lot of funding into um things like uh what's it called like um, youth centers and after school um programs like basically a lot of stuff for the because the main important thing is the next generation and the kids that's one of the first things to, to address so i've known the uk that there has been a lot of funding cut from that and then what they did is they kind of increased funding in police because of it's like a byproduct if you're gonna if you're gonna stop all the youth centers there's going to be more kids on the road doing madness. So then, yeah. of course, there's going to be like crime and issues in this in some of these areas. So then, of course, the the need for police is going to go up. So it's like a double-ended thing. Why not just 
use that funding they're using to increase the police presence to just open up this community centers that was giving this kid something to do and giving them like creative spaces to make stuff so i think i genuinely i do strongly believe in the potential of the next generation so i or even like the young current young generation so i will 100 percent think to put a lot of funding into that um and just basically it I, the thing would be to enable people because i've realized in life sometimes when you have a lack of resources or like you don't know how to do something or lack of support like let's say you don't even have your both parents there or you've come from uh from like a, a low a lower class is sometimes one of the biggest hurdles is to get the resources to to kind of accomplish what you want to do or get information so and sometimes you can't always get that from school you need other things out there so i would i, I think that's this is something that i personally am aware of so i would put a lot of fun into that and then obviously the thing of taxes and corporations avoiding taxes and all that kind of stuff so obviously increase taxes on those as well but at the same time i kind of know why increase taxes on what corporations I think I would. I was gonna say in, increase taxes on um, like high earners, but to an extent they're kind of doing that. But I feel like the even if you did that, I hundred percent feel there's always a way to get out of it. For the if you're quite wealthy enough, you find an accountant to find a loophole. So I don't know if that's I mean, how you can, you can really implement that. I mean, what we do is if I'm, if I'm in that yeah. position, what we do is first of all increase because I because I, I know. It's like when when in the countries I've been trying to run a business as well, like into find yeah. funds, funds from other places to be to 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 fund for this other other outlet. But what I would do is I'll first of all increase the wages for teachers and nurses, and by and to, to say teachers, I mean like stuff like that. More, if more people see how much if teachers earn more, there's a chance people actually want to look into teaching as well, and also invest into after school clubs. That way, there won't be a need for is for a what do you call it? It's like killing two birds with one stone. There won't be much need for a community center unless for weekends. Well, there's an after school club, then kids actually just go to after school club after school and have teachers in place and just increase some people's wages. When it comes well, to community, taxes, community centers are still kind of good classes. We don't in some of these areas. We don't we, the fact this is where it gets a bit like nuanced and stuff like that because some fact some like some areas may have. Like I said, only one parent in the household, and they may need to work. So they, like, beyond just after school clubs, the kid has nothing to do on the weekend. So that's why they'll be on the road doing madness. Like I said, like, and mm-hmm. a lot of these areas that have that issue, like some of these areas have that issue, and like, and I've even like grown up in some of these areas. So I've seen, I've seen that kind of dynamic firsthand. Where, like, obviously I've had my parents at home, and that like, I've had strict things to, uh, strict like curfews to live by. But then my friends are just literally, like I said, on road twenty four seven. They can just do what they want. So that's why yeah. I've seen like. If I told to go to, or like, like it doesn't have to be community where you just where you just like have a but like other community centers, you also need resources like Max, you need things to be able to do. But I definitely like the the teacher point. That's a good point. You know what? Yeah, I feel like if that because I'm coming from a place of finance as well, I'm able to fund this project in the long term. Because yeah, I, I can see someone because increasing teachers' wages and nurses that's that can. That can, you know, that's the, that's something you can't really change. I mean, you can't decrease people's wages. That's just looks down on paper. However, yeah. in, 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 in the next government, next government can come in, do a mad budget, and still close down these centres. The way they they show that this Obamacare as well. So I'm trying to put something concrete in place that's difficult to change, even if another government comes 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 into power. 
I'm also looking for a place of fine of can, can the country afford this in the long term? When doing budgeting, they're thinking, can the country afford this this year or in the long term? And teachers' wages, nurses' wages, whoever needs to increase, whoever needs to pay rise. Oh, and also people that work in the science that work in the science world. Do you know people that actually work in research earn less than us? The actual science community earn way less than we do in the tech world. Even if they're doing more work. They are less than we do. So I feel like some departments need like science, education, science, education, whichever one. Health. They need more funds. That's what I put my funds into, if that makes any sense. But yeah. that's my that's, that's my when my under the that's my first under the policy, basically. If that if I'm, in, if I'm in government. I guess the way they're running things now is like a business. They they, they just they factor in some parts of the of like if they're looking at a country's business, they factor in some parts. Of the business more important than the other, um, and right now in a lot of countries, like I said, it's benefiting um, that people that are genuinely more wealthy. That's why there's so much um, inequality in terms of like income and class and stuff. Like that. That's why it's like you've seen over the years, like the income gap is just spreading higher and higher. Like even in like times of crisis like this, people that are genuinely wealthy still, because they have the resources, they generally still find a way to to enrich themselves more, while other people obviously like lose a lot. But um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I just, you, I just you, you're, hmm? no, you were right. Even I saw this documentary and it spoke about how only the people from well, the wealthy class or the elite class are put in the place of power right now. Because back in the day, we had the riches in power. They had a phase where we got like a normal man, like Obama didn't, Obama didn't come from a rich family. Then now we're back yeah. in this place of where only the wealthy. And privileged, as a, as a privileged, just wealthy, and from the elite class can be, you know, in place of power, which benefits of in power as well. Ends why, I mean, is it all is the system in place anyway? Ends why, if I'm in the place of power, my policy is just, you know what, I'm just trying to elevate some people's lives right now. Because, I mean, we have more teachers than we have, I mean, it's not a teacher's job to bring up a child. However, I'm a kid. As I mean, when I was growing up, when I was growing up in secondary school, my teacher used to stay till like five after schools. School is a free. She's till five, six. At that time, I could just work my project, and and that's my school providing that after school activity for me to actually learn and stay after school to learn more about what I was doing. A lot of schools don't offer that because they haven't got a budget for it. However, I feel like most schools had that budget of teachers can start to school, educate their kids, spend time with them. Then more kids will be will, are less likely to be on the streets because they feel like okay they've got something working towards having a good teacher. Like I said, kids spend kids spend more time with their teachers than they do with their actual parents. Because parents work a lot of hours, so if you have a good teacher that can influence your life, there's a chance you won't be on the streets because you've got a good teacher mentoring you. That makes any sense. And so we need to we need to have more we need to have good teachers. I mean to have more yeah. more good teachers because right now we're lacking the teaching expert in that we're lacking in the teaching in the teaching world because I'm not gonna be a teacher is not even easy because you have to go this qualification to be a teacher and that's another barrier that's to jump as well but also they're not even getting paid enough as well if you have more people teachers getting paid more and also black teachers as well because you know the black kids seeing more black I mean I had a black I mean I had like only one black teacher or two when I was growing up and I'm not gonna like they changed a lot of things. I mean, I got the best grade in the class, not because not, not because I was I was their favorite. It just I just just know I took cater to because I was black basically, and I got I got a good grade to come out of that class. 
So we have more black teachers, more teachers that are getting paid more because they just do a lot of work. I mean, teachers literally bring up kids. So yeah, see, that's, that's, that's the whole thing of representation and having, um, like yeah, just having like diversity in all all walks of life. Like like I said, teaching everything. Like because once you have that, um, because the world is diverse. Like we said, the world the world is literally diverse. So you can't just have yeah. like a like a, a false archetype. Of a person teaching yeah. and leading people on, like, when, it, just, like it, it, it makes sense. But I feel when it comes to representation, it does environment like teachers or being. I can't even say it's about even race because I had black teachers that couldn't even speak English properly, but they were teachers in my school. Yeah. And I, it's never, so I don't think that even comes to about being race, racial or just discrimination in a way. It just means have more black people appear to be teachers. Because I mean, a lot of things I put off like a lot of people is just the wage, how much they're getting paid for being teachers. I feel like they're getting paid more. More people are less, are more likely to look into it because the money is worth it. Because I put the judging it based on how much you're going to make doing the job. And I've met some people that just genuinely love teaching. Like, I've only met two people actually that genuinely love teaching. And that's what they're teachers. But some people tend to be motivated, tend to be inspired to be teachers. But it can be the money, it can be trying to change someone's life. However, we need more black teachers. And that's what I'm getting at. I mean, more black teachers are just more teachers in general. And good, not just black teachers, we need good teachers. Yeah. I've met, some, I've met some teachers that are just crappy teachers, like trashy teachers. But so we need good teachers. That's my, that's my first under, under policies. Pay rise, bro. Everyone's getting pay rise. You get a pay rise. You get a pay rise. You get a pay rise. <laughs> yeah, eventually I think they will get there. Um, but yeah, I, okay, so there's something else we spoke about, like that I've seen before. But um, I think we need to change this because you're gonna the term can, cancel culture has been thrown around a lot. Um, and I think like in the last two weeks, there's been like a like a hyper um resurgence of just a lot of people being like cancelled and I guess being called out. Like some of it, don't get me wrong, some of it is like sexual allegations, which is not even a joke because of that. Like um people that for victims to come out and try to um kind of put um someone that's kind of known in the spotlight of for someone they've done in the past it's like a very like it's, it's not an easy thing to do so i do understand that um but then so but then all of this stuff has got mixed into people just being cancelled in general so now it's kind of hard to know what is genuine and what isn't but i genuinely feel like if someone has called someone out for any like a sexual allegations that needs like to be taken seriously and investigated to find the truth it should not it shouldn't be necessarily like looked at with scrutiny straight away but it, it, I, I guess it all depends because we, we have to see the facts because of at the same time i do believe that um everyone needs to be held accountable which is why i'm so for this but there is a there is like a worrying thing about are people going to use this like situations happening right now to just kind of get rid of someone they don't like um and so you, illustrate mean, hmm? you mean you mean weaponizing the actual movement yeah weaponize it and then like yeah. potentially photoshop evidence to support the accusations that they've made or like just put things out of context and it goes two ways so sometimes people of power like for example Charles, is it harvey weinstein or Charles, yeah harvey weinstein can weinstein, yeah. those people are like horrible they've literally abused their power and dominated people and and um they've actually used their power to hide people trying to like um get them uh what's it called done for that like, stuff they've done in the past like like um they've literally covered it because they're so powerful but then that also goes two ways. Sometimes when someone is quite known, 
anything against them can also just be taken seriously because like oh you're knowing that it must be true it's, it's like a weird double-ended thing this is why i think like investigation and people actually like not not like twitter investigators or anyone on social media trying to look into it we need proper like 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 law enforcement like taking to police and stuff they need to actually look into it and and show and come to a conclusion that's what we should resort for not trying to jump to conclusions ourselves but that's essentially what's happening right now and and i think the last two weeks the this is the people that are being um, cancelled for like a, a mixture of sexual allegations, blackface, and and just other things in general. So uh, Jenna Marbles, um, Amzi Obia, Kojo Fons, Jimmy Kemmel, Zayn Malik, Tana Mongu, I can't pronounce the name, um, Cole Sprouse, that's the guy from Zack and Cody, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, that Disney show, um, Dustin Bieber, Lee Michelle, and Saul Egot. He's from that film, um, Baby Driver. And Syndicate, who's like a, a live streamer and um, a gaming streamer, I mean, and the band. But the band one's a bit questionable. But um, that's literally just in this two weeks. That's everyone has been called out. So I feel like there's, there is like, I, I, I'm, I'm admiring the confidence of people to actually come out against such prominent people in society for things they may have done in the past. I do, I do like admire the, the, the courage that it takes to do that. Um, but like I said, the question has come up that, um, and specifically is that, amzi obr thing because um i've heard people say some of like the i've heard on both sides a lot, I want, a lot of people just believe it straight away but i've also seen that people say it, it may be kind of questionable when the allegations made against her because sometimes people literally may want to see your downfall have you seen anything on her um amzi obr who's a, a photographer from the uk uh, uh, yes yeah, sir i've saw this stuff on i saw this stuff on twitter however i feel like i can't i mean i can't I can, I'd rather believe the accuser than believe the actual... I'd rather believe the victim than believe the actual person doing yeah. the damage, that makes any sense. However, at the same time, like I said, the people have, you know, some people have weaponized this and they're just using to target anyone they don't really like. And I'm just going to... I can't really pronounce the name. What's the name? Is it Amza or Amza? Or what's the name? How do you pronounce it? Did you say... Um, Did you say Ams? Amzi, okay. I feel like with the Amzi situation, I feel like what the girl exposed was a very private conversation. Because I mean, I read the conversation and I feel like this is these people are more intimate than this girl's letting on. And yeah. I feel like at the same time, I feel sorry for Ams because a lot of stuff came out about sexuality that shouldn't have come out unless it's up to her. So I feel like this is like a double damage of being a being a religious background, a family. Uh, a sexuality, then this accusation, all coming out at once, can take a. I mean, can take. Can, that's, that's kind of heavy in your mental health and just your health in general. So I, do feel, I, I feel sorry for. I feel sorry for Ams. However, I feel like until like until they get like an official, like a lawyer involved, I don't want to make it coming. I don't want to see. I don't. Know, I don't want to say who's right or wrong right now. I mean, it's clearly someone that's wrong here, but to. We have enough. Even right now, I feel like right now we weaponize even social media to the extent where they don't go to the cops anymore. They just come on Twitter. And it's like saying, it's like accusing someone for until. I mean, this, this is suspect. Well, until somebody is confirmed that this is what they've done, I think we, should, we shouldn't cancel them immediately until a report comes out from maybe that lawyer or the actual police saying they've committed a crime, then we can cancel them. However, so if we, I thought like we just cast them everything they don't like right now to an extent. I don't, I, right now, I don't even know what's right or wrong anymore. And that's yeah, that's what that's actually, what like I'm, that's what I'm predicting. Like, and then we said too, like, there's a potential that like, like people will just use this this time where 
like there's like a hyper cancelling kind of thing. I want to call it call out because of I generally feel like I, I do I do support call out culture because I said like if you've done something, you should be held accountable. And I think it's real reason like the Jim McCamel thing he did the, the thing he's been called out for was happened in 1996, and there's something else that happened that I think he said the N word when he was rapping to um, a song by Snoop Dogg on like a podcast. Something happened later, but the thing that happened in 1996 was him dressing up as a, I think it was a basketball player like doing that. Essentially, kind of like a blackface kind of thing, and he did it multiple times. It was like a running sketch show. Um, so that happened in 1996. I think you have to kind of review that on an individual basis and see like the actual acts. But and, and at the same time, the only people that can actually really speak out on it and say how they feel about situations, people that he's trying to offend. I find it kind of um, it's, it's kind of misguided when people that are, are not offended by the content are saying oh he didn't do anything wrong he's nothing to apologize like even in the Jenna Marbles case which I do think that needs to be reviewed as well because it, it could be a bit misguided but for people that are not the one that she potentially offended to be saying there's there's nothing wrong with it it's just so it's, 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 it's so it's just it's just so lost like that's not the whole point like she's not offending you so generally you wouldn't be offended by it. you've not seen an issue with by it so why would you well, I don't know why they think their point would be as valid as someone that has been offended by it. Even I guess even they, even though they may want to cancel them, you can you can speak your thing because I do genuinely believe you can't necessarily cancel anyone. You could just kind of hurt their status. Like like we, well, another human being can't cancel another human being. It's like in in, in terms of that mm. specific word. To an, to an extent, that's happening right now. The people just gave. I mean, doesn't no, mean well, people will bounce back. People will bounce back. Like you can't you can't mm. you can't stop them from making mm. content. It's not from making content, making this way their lives. Look at Amber now. I pray for her out. It's not about the actual money right now. It's about their from their friends, their family members. It's not it's about the money they're making. That content. It's that's work, work, work. Someone something else will happen. Someone else, something new will happen two weeks. People will forget what happened now again. That's social media. Everything's something. There's always something new every almost every day or every two weeks. People will get over it. However, the damage has been done already. This song. This is someone's. Whose family are lives disowned or our friends don't talk to anymore. So the yeah. damage has been done. Even though she make more money in the future, how about because we both know this money isn't everything. Like what's important is always your family, your friends. Imagine this will not cut you off. Money won't matter because you've already messed up. You've already taken what's more important, which is my family and friends, my connections. So we we'll just talk about oh, maybe in a couple of weeks things will be different. Like career won't be okay. Will be okay. Some people's career never bounce back from this. And that's the, that's the problem right now. People have weaponized this actually what's going on. Actually, not just to show up with the bag, also destroying their lives. And it's why, I'm not going to lie, in the last couple of weeks, I've, I've been reading too much into this. I see anything new on Twitter, I just keep it moving because this, this is the new trend now, calling people out. I'm not against it. However, I feel like social media isn't, or oh, I can I put it, Social media or Twitter isn't always the best platform. If you, if, you want, if you truly want to get justice for something, social media isn't the best platform to want to get justice. I mean, we're not calling people out. Calling people out, it's like the same thing as a kid. Um, it's like playground. Call someone out in the playground. Right now, if you want to report something, you go to the authorities. Not come on Twitter to report the person. That's just going to create. I mean, that's bringing, I mean, that's bringing attention to something. But if you really want justice for what's happened to you. You don't come on Twitter. We both grown. If someone, if someone did something bad to me right now, I won't go on Twitter right about it. I'll go to the cops immediately. But you're a big man. This will happen to me. And even though it may take time, I know it's in the right end and justice can prevail from doing this. However, 
coming on Twitter writing about it. I just I don't I don't see the point of doing that. Together. I think you need to do kind of both though, because sometimes these some like I said when I talk about like the Harvey Weinstein thing, some people are quite powerful, or just that influential that they can still somehow like subvert justice. And I think in that instance, like you should, I think you should, you should, you should definitely always go to the law. You can't just put it on social media. But some people feel like they can't, they like the the, the police won't listen to them. Generally, I feel like some like especially like women sometimes when they've been in such like a, like a very traumatizing um, situation, they they they, they the, the the police don't always take them seriously, and that that it can even be more damaging when you've actually truly experienced something like I said traumatizing, and then you're going to like the law, and they they're not even on your side. So then they may still like follow up with your investigation and then report it on social media because then it's it's like something that they're attacking. Like I said, we we've I, like there's a mixture of like I said, a mix of this because of by them doing that they can potentially mess that person's livelihood. But then if that person did is guilty for that thing that they've been accused of, then it comes with it comes with it's a consequence. Although maybe right. although it, it may be fortunate for them, but then if you've literally sexually assaulted someone and then. Like why and, and especially like if you're very if you're like a quite prominent influencer, like I'm just I'm just talking in general, like if you're a quite prominent influencer and you're like I said, you're like on YouTube or something or like anyway, any form of social media on a daily basis, you're still um like pre- presenting yourself to to people and you've done something that 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 despicable. Like like yeah, like why I'm not saying why you don't deserve your platform, but why should people still like give you money? Like why why would you still be held to a high standard? It's almost like the consequence that does comes of being called out, especially if you're found guilty or if the evidence is just so damning. Then yeah, like it's kind of. It's, that's, but that's, a, right. that's my problem though. Say if you found guilty, but not everyone's being found guilty. For yeah. even though they haven't been back found guilty, damage. Yeah, she's done some damage already. It's like back in there when you seen the news and someone said they commit a crime, but then let her find out they can't they've even commit a crime. For I already damage has been done already. Now they can't. Mm-hmm. They can't come back. From even, the media doesn't repeat that. The media doesn't. They don't report the aftermath. That's something that I've always. But doesn't uh, that happen? Isn't like, that the same thing? Even though, even though you just say the media don't report it back, is that something that's happening on Twitter now? Even though justice does prevail and misbehaving is in the wrong, no one speaks about it again after the actual stuff is being exposed. We just kind of believe what has been said the first time. As well. We don't even blame the media anymore. That's when people love the lie. They, is, is, what's that saying? As in, the tr- the lie sounds better than the truth, or something like that. So like, there's a saying something like that. And I think people that's where they they just they choose to believe what sounds more sensational. In that case, if it is found out, like because that's happened to like people that have been accused of stuff, like falsely accused, and they've come out, and I've hardly seen any coverage because people just choose to believe the lie. And the the crazy thing is, years later, some people will still honestly believe that. So that's how damaging it can potentially be, but it's, that one's always that's always that's one's always a touchy subject because there's no clear cut rule. You can't say scrutinize victims because of that. If if um they are like hundred percent like right about what they're saying and it they happen, then that can even be more damaging for them because they've been through this experience. But at the same time, we can't always automatically just believe that the that the person being accused had done something wrong without hearing their side of the story and also it being investigated. It's like a mixed bag. But is is like I do feel like it, the victims need to be definitely given um like a lot of attention. Like I don't you have to basically like listen hear them out because of generally this stuff is always comes out against someone that's is in a more of a position of power that has has abused that power. So it's like a mixed bag thing. 
Uh, yeah, you you do right. It's a two. I mean, it's a two way thing. Like, yeah. You're right. A lot of women that go to the clubs don't always follow three, and three is always the best option sometimes. And I'm, just afraid, I'm, just, I'm just afraid in the, in the near future, people like more. I feel like in the near future, more damage will be done than actual good. That makes any sense. I don't know how. Yeah. But I just let's just see how it goes. But yeah, right now everyone coming out, I support it. For women, and especially women, because being a, it's dangerous for women in this world, if I'm being, being honest with you. But sometimes it's just also people don't use this for other things, trying to make money from it, and just blackmailing people that haven't even done anything to begin with. Because if, if, if you change it, then to change it, it shouldn't be because cancel culture is sound like I said, I've always said that has negative like connotations to it. It should be call out culture and then when someone's called out then there needs to be but this will never happen because that's not the way social media works i'm just going to present something that could work call out culture where so so someone is called out and then we don't look into it because we're the we're the public and we don't have the right resources to do that so investigation on on like instagram and twitter is not enough to to come to a conclusion you need proper the people like like i said the law to look into and police then comes the question. When someone's called out, understand they've been called out and be aware of this. And don't, I said the only reason probably that where the public can be involved, if like a lot of people have come out against someone and then still nothing's happening, then then I guess they're gonna the cancel culture thing will take take place and then people will just stop supporting that person. But generally that happens anyways from the first accusation, which is the kind of damaging thing. Um, but just something else I just want to swiftly add on to that, which is the X factor. And I don't know how to start with which is X factor situation. Um, and at the start, we talked about um, like systems and things just being ingrained into society. And in like in the in the midst of all of this stuff, where people are being outspoken, I know people are calling out people and all stuff, but also people are actually calling out brands. And um, like I've seen a few things in entertainment. So I've seen X Factor, and I've seen MTV, and I've seen um, E Entertainment. The like the ones with the Kardashians on it, the like the, yes. the, show, the network. So. They've all, um, I don't know about X Factor, but E Entertainment and MTV have put out statements like Starbucks did blah, blah, blah. We support Black Lives Matter, all this kind of stuff, like performative stuff. And then <laughs> cast members, they've been on their shows, like I think there's a show called X on the Beach. And there's another show called, ah, um, oh, like Wags or something, like Wags. You know, they have like Wags LA, Wags, all of this stuff. Like basically, mm-hmm. all these shows, they've came out and spoke about how the producers and the higher ups and like in the company have mistreated and actually in one case they actually cancelled um a show because of it, the, the the predominant people um stars were black and they said they, they didn't like the way the hair looks it's too ghetto even do you know the crazy thing is the show has actually had good ratings and was was making the money which is what you want but they still cancelled it and replaced it with um just two women that look like they look like kardashians basically so it, so that thing um, is just it's just quite questionable because people are saying you're saying the statement, but yet that the way your company's run is just fake. And MTV as well. Um, there was a I need to find a name, but there was um I, I believe she was um Asian and she was on the show called um, X on the Beach. And yeah, they just basically essentially just mistreated her as well. And I think they just fired her like abruptly. It's just it's just not a situation of they saying this stuff on the platform and they're not really actually like practicing that in person in internally um and x factor one is just misha b and a few other um people that have been on the x factor show spoke about how they've been treated on it so that's this so i'm saying this time is actually like we this information is by the way all uh, some of the people that came out saying they've known this they just they didn't they just didn't have the confidence to come out 
But what's been happening right now is giving them the confidence to speak out against organizations. So we, so we, the public, are aware of this. So that, I'm just going to say that's some some kind of enlightenment, enlightenment that's come out of people having the confidence. Like some of these people may actually get in trouble. Like I don't know if they've signed NDA forms and stuff like that to not be able to speak about it, but they've I seen people coming out. You, what? I think they they probably signed some form of contracts. So yeah, they, they, may, they may get in trouble then for even speaking out on what happened behind the scenes in the show because they were literally calling out producers and, and execs in the company saying this is, like you're saying this, but then this is what you did like literally like a couple months ago. Um, but the X Factor thing is like years ago apparently, but then there's a few people that said it over the years. But I'm not too surprised about the X Factor thing because that's obviously a UK show. The other two uh uh, like I think they they worldwide anyways, but is it like a US producer? Well, the X Factor thing is just Misha B saying how she was treated, um, and then the kind of stereotype of like an angry black woman, which I'm so tired of hearing, was kind of enforced on her. And um, Talisa basically, um, I I do um, um, suggest people do hear Talisa's side of the story too, because she has replied to what Misha B said. Um, but essentially, there was like a situation where Talisa kind of um called her out on live tv said oh like you've done something behind the scenes and made someone like cry or something like that and that was like out of nowhere literally out of nowhere on, on a live tv show and it was people have said that actually affected her chances of winning because she was like pegged to win that show um and it kind of just it was a few stereotypes that she was kind of presented even like we don't really know if Mr. b did anything behind the scenes or made someone cry like she was alleged but people have said that to even call her out on a on like like I said live like it was literally live on TV that she called her out to to, do, um, to accuse her of these things and we all know that all these reality shows kind of things or or talent shows um, like pre- presentation and how people perceive you is very important so people have said that she would have won it if that didn't that didn't happen and but yeah that situation is just it's just something else that we've seen but I just wanted to bring it back to people being confident to be able to come out and speak their truth in this time. And I, we, I feel like we haven't seen the last of it. There's going to be a lot of things that, a lot of companies or shows uh, or things, people that we support that we, that we may see a different, um, like what aligns to a different side of them. And I do, like, I do, I will say, first of all, people need to not just take, take everything with a grain of salt first and look into it before you just jump to conclusions. That's all I'll say. But generally, well, just hearing a lot of stuff that we wouldn't otherwise have heard. That's true. I mean, that's the, I mean, that's the other positive part of of using social media. People being able to express themselves and also tell us more about the things we don't know. Cause I still, I do remember that episode. I mean, because I still watch I still watch X Factor with my family growing up. It was like a usual Saturday. It was yeah. I think it was on a Saturday and Sunday. So it was like a Saturday. Saturday's actual Saturday's the show. I feel like Sundays when they vote, if I remember correctly. So I don't remember watching it back then and thinking this artist is amazing. But I never thought it was to do with I know what's I know what I know what's crazy, but back then I always thought like I never knew it was race. But I always I, I still think to myself, like, okay, because she's black, she's definitely doing that. But I never deep in dick I was I was what, 12, 13, 14? I was a teenager, I was a very young teenager. So I just think to myself, maybe this is just normal. Now looking back, it was racial. Yeah. I think that's the problem as well. I think about then we had a, we had we had quite a lot of racial incidents or race, racial moment, but we just never knew it was that. In that moment, it was that time. No one knew what we. I mean, racism was back then, but we didn't really we didn't read too much we into it. We, yeah, we didn't understand it, or we just we're too young as well. Now we're fully not fully grown. We're still getting there. Some of us are still growing, and yeah. we're still trying to understand. Okay, 
that was a, that was a that was a subliminal racist attack. But at the same time as well, though, I'm, I have another, I have another. I mean, what she did was wrong. I didn't even watch Denise's apology video. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll just wait show stuff good on social media right now. Apart from the protest, I'm not actually clicking on them. I feel like it's like it's like a rabbit hole. If you keep clicking on that, clicking on it, it feeds yeah. this weird energy in, in you. And it's not always a positive energy. So sometimes, I'm being honest with you, I just ignore it. Because I feel like sometimes that's the only... It's not, it's not being ignorant. It's just about, I know what this is. If I ever click on it, I kind of know the context already. So what is like, so why click on it? I know all this already make me angry. So some, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I don't, some of these content or situations, I don't subscribe to it to them. I know where they're coming from. I know what's going on. Unless someone's talking about change, or are they going to change something? And I'll subscribe to it. But someone just coming out to come to explain themselves about that, that previous racial attack or racial situations. I know where it's coming from, but right now I'm just in, I'm I'm at the stage of solution because it's at that it's at that five stage five stages of what do you call it of change. I'm at, I'm, I think I'm at the last stage where I'm kind of done with being angry or depressed. And I just want change. Hence why when this situation comes up, I'm not overly emotional about it. I'm just like, you know what? This is it. Nah, I don't even move on from this. Because talking about it, there's only so much. Everyone's talking about it right now. There's only so much you can talk about until you, I just want to change. I'm tired of talking. I'm tired of talking about the same topic of race, race, race. I, I'm talking about change. I can move forward. Because this topic, yeah. I mean, this topic, this topic has been going on before they gave birth to me. And, and now it's like being black. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's actually frustrating. It's actually annoying sometimes where. I meet people. I don't. I don't want to discuss race. They look at me like you're black. Talk about race. I'm like, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm not an activist. I'm not saying I'm an activist. I'm. I'm pro black. But at the same time, it's not my job to always talk about it. It's like now, as a black person, it's my responsibility to educate everyone about being black. Sometimes I don't want to educate anyone. Sometimes I just want to be. Just want to be a human being. Yeah. I'm not going to. Sometimes I even forget I'm black. I'm just like I'm a normal human being. And I'm like, oh, I'm black. Yeah. So I'm just mad. But sometimes when I meet people, they're like, if I've like something, if I say something that's not all pro-black or what the definition of pro-black is, they look at you weird. And I'm like, no, my, the way I look at life is just different. And it's why some people are like, if I don't subscribe to something, that's why I'm not pro-black. It's just, I know, if I click on this, I know what will happen. I know how it will make me feel. And that's when having a choice comes in, because I have a choice to click on this or not click on it. And sometimes the choice is don't click on it. I know what's going to come out of this. Yeah, it's all because of discussion. Yeah, and I read, the book, I read the book that actually kind of describes what you said about in some of those like situations where you are like you are just like in social settings. The re- the reason why sometimes um we can't move forward with things. First of all, the the assumption that you have to educate people on certain things or you have to fall to this kind of stereotype because essentially it's to make some people feel comfortable with you as a human being, which is ridiculous. Like you shouldn't because someone is not subscribed to something that shouldn't make you feel. Like it shouldn't be wrong. There should be nothing unsettled, unsettling in you because someone else is projecting the way they feel. There's, there's, no, there's no certain way they should act. And sometimes you're, you're kind of socially penalised if you do. For example, in that situation, if you wanted to call them out on it, you may be with other groups of friends and everyone may be quite mixed on different bases. But if you were to educate them and call them out, like, look, I shouldn't be like, is that kind of ironic? I'm going to say you're going to educate them on how you shouldn't be educating them on black issues. They should do their wish themselves. If you do do that, and then you discuss race in that way, the whole mood in that setting can change. So sometimes you just avoid it. So sometimes you're actually penalizing social settings for 
she's trying to like tell me like this is this is wrong like you, should, you shouldn't have to rely on me to this and you shouldn't have to expect me to act a certain way i mean you can educate them if you really do not if you really do not i, I guess necessarily not care about that friendship or whatever you're in you can um address it but generally when you do address it it can make it can affect the mood in that time so, so some topic is like if it's a group discussion if it's a group setting i won't even talk about race because that's a very Depends on the group setting, depends on the motive, depends on what we're doing. I have some some of these conversations are better if someone actually wants to talk about them. Because I watched this, I watched this interview on YouTube. It was the I can't remember the channel it was called. I feel like it's something a deep topic with a black man or something like that with black man. And it was this black this is black guy that basically has difficult conversations with white people. And after BLM situation happened with Judge Floyd. Matthew McConaughey came on the show and was like, yo, bro, I actually want to learn about some of my privileges or what something I've been ignorant to. But as someone physically coming out of their own way to have this conversation, sometimes I can't force that someone's throat to have this conversation unless they really want to have this conversation. Because I don't know, sometimes it's that, is that I, don't, I don't want to become that person that's always talking about race, race. So even though it's a big topic, I don't want to, that, I don't want to shove it down people's throat. That makes any sense. Because Sometimes when people, I mean, slave, I mean, some people, and not everyone is guilty for being racist, being racist. Maybe it's about ignorant, but I can't blame it all. It all I don't want to say race because we are, we are the even race. But I'm not going to yeah. blame it all, I don't know, people for the way that grandparents treat us. If, if you treat me, I will treat you the way you treat me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to confirm, I'm not going to confirm this prejudice in my mind when I walk into a room like, oh, they're white, they won't like me. I will go into that room, be myself. If you don't like me, I will keep it moving. I still love you. I'm not going to come to you thinking, oh, because I'm black, they'll treat me differently. Because when they have that thought, entering that room, I, I won't be myself in that room. I'm ready for myself in a box of not being myself. But me, right now, when I walk into a room, I don't care if you're white, Asian, wherever you are. I'm still myself. And if you don't like that, and if you want to have a top of question about race, I'd rather have a one-on-one, not a good discussion. But when it comes to a good discussion, everyone has their own opinion. And sometimes it's difficult to to educate a lot of people unless it's something you're used to. But it's your first time trying to educate 10, 5 people, 10 people in a group about race. That's very difficult. Could be asking you a lot of questions you don't even know yourself. And some someone can get very heated and have an argument. It just becomes longer. So if it's something about race, I'd rather just have a one-to-one. And that's if that person really wants to learn about race, wants to open their mind to something about race. But race... Talking about race is a very, can be very it's a very touchy. long, it's a very touchy conversation, and sometimes I'm like I don't want to talk about it. Sometimes I'm just like I'm just like you know what, um, it's kind of I'm great to choose. I'm just like you know what, let's just talk about some of the positives that we can do for ourselves and how we can elevate ourselves. Well, race yeah. conversation. I do feel like um I do like going to that guy I wanted to learn. That I think those are the, that's the best kind of setup where like someone is willing to listen because the whole point is about listening sometimes it's probably if you're gonna like 100 is, is probably is not the best thing to always have that as a discussion but at the same time in this time where literally right now as we're speaking like in literally like this time period this couple of like this last month or so where i do know like i've seen a mixture i've do i've, I've seen people that are just literally the same ignorant and also i've seen people that are willing to listen the people that are willing to listen and i can feel their vibe I will, I will, as much as I don't want to talk to it, talk about it, I probably will try to give them the time of day, but not all the time, because sometimes it can be exhausting and mentally draining to have to repeat yourselves over and over again. 
um, over the same thing. But I've actually kind of even had to like kind of see different ways to even kind of um, what's it called start the conversations. And I've and I've kind of decided next time I do want to start that conversation with someone that is like I said like non-black, someone that wants to be that that seeks. Especially most likely probably even my friend or something or someone that that I I've known that wants to kind of seek out this perspective and point of view or like the worldview that I have compared to their worldview um, due to them growing up like obviously with different situations. I, I would start by just saying, first of all, like the, 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 like the race thing and like in terms of like um, the issue we're facing right now is something that like, I, I, I just keep saying this, is it like so, something that's been ingrained in society and we need to kind of re- rephrase the way we look at racism because of like in in the in the past, and you can actually quote this in the past. We like, I don't. Wanna, I'm not gonna go to too deep, but in the past, racism was kind of changed. Before racism was just like if you're overtly like bigoted, you're so loud, you're you're so, um, like you're just like overtly racist. Yeah, like that's how it was looked at. But then, I think it was around the time the civil rights movement started to kick off. It was changed to like race. Someone that's racist or or, or displays um aspects of racism is someone that's bad. So if you're a good person, you're not racist or you don't have no tendencies. And I think that's where we kind of lost how like lost the perspective of the fact that this is ingrained in society. Because when you when you subscribe to that, you just look at it as like I'm a good person. I, I, I don't have no prejudice towards people because of their race. Even though as human we all have prejudices, we all discriminate to an extent and we all have a bit of like biases. But this the, we we all, as a human pe- as a human being have that, but then the the racism thing goes deeper. Now you're discriminating and being prejudiced or based um to people based on the color of their skin. And that's what we need to kind of I've I've decided that what we need to kind of redefine and understand that look, I'm not gonna say like we need to stop looking at racism as just like a negative. Look at it as something that in your schools, um in the media, where you shop, everywhere you go, that's something that you've kind of been exposed to. You didn't even wear it. Even me to an extent, I've been exposed to it, but on the other end, I've been exposed to it, if I'm a person of colour, to look at me as other, to look at myself as others. And you've been exposed to it to look at yourself as human, as a norm. So the, so the, the issues that come out of that and the things we face are different. We have a completely different worldview. That's why when you see these cases on the news, that like George all the stuff, you're looking at it as, like, oh, it's not like, like, it's probably not that deep to you, but due to the same system that we both subscribe to, the same schools we go to, the same history books we read that sugarcoated things and, and showed in a different way, and then I've had to do my research outside of class and then you probably didn't because you've seen what you've seen there. That's why we have this different worldview. So that, I guess when if you can start with that and someone can be willing to listen to that point and then you can go deeper into little things, I think you can have a better conversation. But generally, conversations, it can't go as I've just described. But I, I'm trying to understand that if I can... If you, if that may be the best way to kind of have that discussion with someone. I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, right now I'm not, I'm not forcing anyone to listen. I feel like, I mean, if you truly want to educate yourself on the topic, I mean, you have Google, yeah. you have, you have the internet, you can actually go out of your way. You don't need to talk to me. You want to educate you, because my my definition of racism is different from someone else's definition of racism. Even though we all go through the same thing, the yeah. way I look at it, from the way you look at it. Which is best, which is acceptable because everyone has different agendas, everyone has different perspectives. Perspectives as looking at things. So, and by know what these are the things I'm looking at. You can get this in content, educate yourself. I don't think I don't think it's a black person's job because we've got a lot of stuff going on. Now I have to educate you. That's another thing I have to do now. Like I've got a lot going on in my life already. Now I'm having to think about educating someone on top of that as well. That's effort. That's effort. That's, that's so much effort. And I feel like a lot of black people think that it's responsibility to do that. Like, you've got, you've got a job and you have, you've got a side hustle, you're trying to feed a family, and you have to educate these Caucasians. Big man thing, go on Google, 
go on the internet. If you find information, you can find it on the internet. It's not to a yeah. black person, to the black people about even just not just a black people, Asian people as well. I mean, Asian have their own prejudice against black people. Like, if you meet an Asian girl now, I pray, there's a chance I pray to will like you because you're black anyway. So that's another yeah. conversation. That's, so, yeah, that's, that's another layer. That's another layer. So I'm not. It's not my job to be educating everyone about what being black is. I think being. I mean, my definition of my, my definition of being black is different from the definition of being black. It's different from Sam's definition of being black. George's definition of being black. Jermaine's definition of being black. My definition of being black is being beautiful, being the best, being being black is gold. I look at black as black is even black is worth more than gold. Black is to me, black is amazing. But that's yeah. my perspective of being black is. But it's not me. It's not me to tell you that black is amazing. I know that for myself. Now looking, I've, I've actually come myself based on black history, black movement, basically what we stood for in, the, in history and black in general. That's why I'm here right now. But however, on that same topic as well, I feel like it's not a job to have to educate people on what being black is. But yeah, that, that, that kind of went off, you know. Yeah, I hear that. Um, also, a lot of there's there's some other things linked to that, but before that, let me just there's something else that um happened. This this is actually kind of mad. Um, but this guy, um, what's it called? His name is the last name is a Steve a Steve Villo. Anyways, he's suing Twitch for twenty five million dollars. Um, because he says because they exposed him to overtly sexual, suggestive content from female streamers. So he's and he said they basically um, perpetuated his OCD with sexual addiction. So he's suing them because he says every time he goes on there to you know. So Twitch is a platform. If anyone doesn't know what Twitch is, is like a platform where um, like gamers like you can um, people watch you playing a game and people subscribe to you. So it's like a, like a streaming gaming platform. That's essentially what it is. So he's suing that platform for twenty five million dollars, um, and there's a lawsuit. Yeah, it's quite detailed actually, and apparently this guy's actually done it before. He's attempted to sue. I'm trying to get here, he sued a few companies in the past. So where is it? He sued Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony in the past. I think it's for similar things as well. Um, and in the lawsuit, he actually gets quite detailed. He's suing them for damages, and he said. Um, so he said he follows seven hundred and eighty something female streamers to start off in this lawsuit that's what he said he's he's suing them for so he bought a flashlight you know what a flashlight is right yes yeah he bought a flashlight so a flashlight is a just google a flashlight i'm not gonna go to what a flashlight is but um, if you don't know what a flashlight is but essentially bought a flashlight and he's suing them for one time he said he was on twitch and he oh various times every time he, he's watching their content then playing games he can't help but use it and then his thing, he's like his his um, his penis has basically gone red, and he's had to put cream on it. So he's suing them for damages to his penis and affecting his health in that way. Also, said uh, one time, <laughs> yeah. I think I kind of got the gist. You're finished with the surviving game to defend like, there's, there's, there's more madness, but one time he also said he 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 was like I think it was masturbating, and then he must have ejaculated his keyboard, and it. I think it sparked and caused an electric shortcut. So it's suing them for damaging his gaming rig as well. Um, so I'm going to see you before we go yeah. deeper. That's why this guy's very silly. I think it just, I don't know, I don't know about Twitch algorithm. I feel like whatever you see on yeah. the internet is catered to what you, you subscribe to anyway. And if you, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to lie, if you're at that level of buying flashlight, bruv, <laughs> if, you, if you buy a flashlight, 
To get to that mental state or buying it flesh like says a lot about who you are anyway. I mean, I'm just your hands and everything. No, but he said he's addicted. He said he's a sex addict. He's confirmed it. So that's why. Then you should stop watching watching porn then. And and also stop watching all these streamers that get their boobs out on Twitch as well. You have a choice here. This is what I'm saying. They've made um so the the reason I brought up this some people have made um allegations against Twitch but I do feel like you can't it's like OnlyFans it's like someone saying stop people from make people on OnlyFans wear clothes it's ridiculous yeah but um he's essentially saying every streamer but the magic thing is I don't know how he's following seven hundred over seven hundred eighty something streamers that's some ridiculous like amount of people to follow and they're all women but um he's saying um the people I've said before that they are they do although they're playing games these women wear quite skimpy outfits and stuff like that so that's been a, a long-running accusation of the platform and also they say um you know like the explore page on yeah. instagram he's i think he's also saying that he literally can't go on that platform without seeing those women on there and he says it's affecting his set tradition to be honest the easy thing is just to delete that yeah yeah but he's actually suing them so it's probably gonna go nowhere but he just he just made the news that he's suing them for 25 million in damages and he named he named like a lot of um streamers that he wants people to get rid of like pokemon i don't even know about these people because I, I don't really use stream i just know about twitch i don't really use it that much but he named you know, a lot of people they want them to get rid of i don't feel sorry for him at all i feel like he has a choice here as well he can he can delete. I mean, he makes money from the platform but at the same time he can i feel like every platform you have a choice of what you want to what you want to see the content you want to see as well I don't feel sorry for this guy as well. I feel like right now, I feel like part of his sorry for him is trying to fight the case means he has to spend money as well. And I feel like I feel right now he's just missing his money as well. I feel like I feel like even to take out to take away Twitch, this issue, which is so, so, I feel like has the, I feel like the issue isn't the issue here isn't actually Twitch. The issue here is this, is this guy's sexual addiction. I feel like if you can't yeah. if you have a sexual addiction, once I well what platform you are you're going to look for sex because that's your addiction you love sex too much everyone loves sex but this guy needs too much he needs sex it's different people want it he needs it and if he's using fleshlight even if you get rid of tweet if he sues tweet and makes money from it he's still going to go back to using fleshlight bro so i don't think nothing will change i don't think this i don't think this is i don't i don't even think this is a very imagine imagine if he actually does go i, I don't know win but imagine he actually does a Get like a settlement with this. That 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 would be crazy. Look, I'm saying, even if he wins this issue, I'm I'm coming from a psychological place where even if he even wins the case, it still has that issue of sex addiction. So even if he gets a payout, it's still gonna use the platform. It's gonna see sexual content. It's still gonna be using his flashlight. His dick will still look pink after work afterwards. So the issue here is even tweet. This issue here is actually sexual addiction. He said he used it. You know, when you, I don't even know. I don't know about this excessively. That's a mad. Even after I was like, "Is this for real?" Is, is you can't no, Google I've, it. I've, I've, it. I've watched movies about people with sexual addiction. Like you love sex, I love sex, but this is never. It's different. It's like, it's kind of like scary, bro. I'm not gonna front. It's like, everything is sex. And they and they jerk off like they work in in finance or something. This guy wake up, yeah. let one off, lunchtime, rip one off. Before this is like eating basically, so drinking water, a quick top up, a quick top up, a quick top up. And your dick, fam, I, that must hurt. <laughs> so much. 
That must hurt because there's only so much, a, so much a, your dick can take on this. Like, you're a big man team. I'm kind of dumb, bro. That gets to, like, a painful state. That's, that sounds painful and like torture. Yeah. Man. But it's like, and also, the as well. I, I, I was doing something yesterday as well, and it kind of, the more you masturbate, the more you masturbate, as a man anyway, I don't know about women, but for men, the more you masturbate, the more you kind of, you know, sell, the more you, the more you do it, the more you, there's a chance. You can't approach women because you feel it is, it's, it's not good for your, you know, for your self esteem as well. Because you feel like you're not good enough from just jerking off excessively, excessively just jerking off. So it, it needs help. It needs, it doesn't need to, in some certain company that's here, therapist, honestly, that's its only solution yeah. to someone, to someone. Because that's a very mm-hmm. silly, that's a very, that's a very silly case. It's not like it was, he has a choice. He can just go to the platform. And if he follows quite a lot of people as well, that means he's subscribed to a lot of content. So he yeah, sees what Imagine if he's paying for them. Yeah. Imagine if he's paying, like, because obviously stream, um, Twitch is like only fans kind of thing. I think you have to, you can subscribe. I don't think you have to, but I think you can. And you pay them like $5 a month to watch, like, their content. What's this like, guy's like, name? I, I can I can envision yeah. this guy being, I can, this, is me, this, this is me being mean. I'm sorry. But I can imagine this guy being some, and I'll, I'll relax. Yeah, just relax. Eric, Eric, his name is Eric Estavilo. Eric Estavilo. Eric Estavilo is like Wait, there's some other thing in the in the gaming community as well because I've just seen some other thing. Um, it's the, you know, you know Ninja, right? I've seen a clip of him once, but he's very annoying, bro. Oh, what, what was that platform that? Um, I haven't even like I said I don't I don't really follow this, but he, he just he just secured a bag ninja. So there's a platform called Mixer, which was like Twitch. So this is actually similar. Um, I think it was started by Microsoft. Actually, I'm not too sure. Don't quote me on that. But um, Mixer was like a platform that basically signed him. They 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 signed him exclusively. They said 30 mil contract. Just only make stream on our platform. Um, and I think they signed someone else as well. Um, and basically, what happened is they I think they closed down recently. Because of they, I think they just weren't doing that well. But at the same time, so he's basically signed that deal with them, thirty mil, and he's actually got obviously. I think it's like a, it's like a what's it called? Like you know, it's like a seasonal thing, like how NBA players like stuff get their deals where they get over time. But I think they've given him a big yeah. chunk. So they they were still by law um, obligated to like pay him that money. So Facebook, ga- I think they partnered with Facebook Gaming because they were just they were literally doing that bad. So they had kind of sold their their kind of platform to Facebook Gaming. And Facebook Gaming offered him um, double, someone said like double or three times what he was getting for his deal. But instead of him signing another exclusive contract, he said he forced them to buy him out of his contract. So instead of being with them for a few years, he was only with them for a bit. And they paid him 30 mil. And now he's free to go with anyone else and again. again. And he still has his platform. That's the so he's got, he's got free money, basically. Yeah, it's the biggest finesse. And everyone's just saying, everyone's just saying like, amending, like commending it. Like just... It's, it's, it's like literally like imagine you signed like Chelsea a football player. They said they'll pay you fifty mil for four seasons, and after one season, for some reason, they, the club closed down and they and they just pay you that fifty mil or hundred mil for one season, and you and then after that you can go to another club. It's literally like that. It's, it's, it's just it's a it's, it's a biggest finesse of the year so far. Um, and I mean, yeah, and I mean, there's some other players as well. Yep. Now finish what you're gonna say. I can't. That's it. I was gonna say there's some other people there. I had some other, there's another guy that got like 10 mil as well but I can't I can't or remember in the, the gaming community or just another yeah in the, it's, it's the gaming community but it's linked to that platform called Mixer which is similar to Twitch um, 
And now Facebook gaming is trying to get them. Facebook is trying to dominate everything, man. Facebook is trying to get those two, but they're not having it at the moment. I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy for it. I, mean, I, don't, I don't really follow that many gamers. So I don't really. I can't really have any. I can't have that much input on it. However, if check is a check, man, I'm happy for the guy, bro. <laughs> if check is yeah, a check, yeah, yeah, that's money. I can't. I can't. I actually don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. Honestly, but I'm just happy for the guy. If check is a check. I don't. I don't really follow his content. So I mean, I, I think I saw him. Didn't Drake him. play with him? Didn't Drake play with him once? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I have no interest in this guy. I'm not gonna lie to you. Unless I, unless I'm watching what you play, I, I mean, I don't follow games. Like that that. You, you've probably seen his content. He's like the biggest. The game. He's like. No, I, I know what I know what it looks like. I don't watch his content honestly. And I've, I've, I've seen a short video of him once, doing like an as viewing, and I was like, I think, I think, the same guy that won the Fortnite, or is a different guy. No, no, that was a little kid that won the Fortnite. That was like a guy that was like in. in no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't, know. I don't know no, these people. That guy that won the Fortnite, I think he won like thirty mil. He was a um, high school. He won three million. He won. He won three million. Nothing. It's only three. I thought it was thirteen. That's three mil. Yeah. Three million. Still, it's still millions, bro. But I don't follow. I don't really follow these guys because I. I mean, yeah, I don't. I, I, yeah, I don't know what to say to that. I actually don't follow games on that. Wait, wait. Just I just got a notification. I got a notification. Holiday makers in the UK are going to be allowed to travel to countries including Spain, France, and Greece from the sixth of July without quarantine or yeah, return. Yeah, I saw that in the group chat. I just saw that yeah, now. There are flights to Spain already for like under forty pounds right now. Already, yeah, France. I, I told you, I know people that, that are traveling back home already, go back to Spain. So, flights are already kind of open anyway. If you're not traveling, you can, I, mean, I know what I feel like I'm never gonna, I'm not against it or life needs to go on. There's no vex, there's no vaccine. I even talk about vaccine as well. I'm always triggered about vaccine as well. I saw the report about how they're testing, testing the vaccine on people in Africa, and that's another conversation everyone will get into. But like, life goes on, bro. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like you can't make people wait or stop leaving there's no vaccine for it so people need to do people need to move people life people need to move and it, because it, if, it, if everything goes sideways in the next couple of months yeah then it happens what, what we, happened can't, then? we can't we can't even happen now that we come to never again we can't all stay in i'm i'm getting sick i'm from them to open everything up again i'm not gonna lie they need to open stuff up they need to open store i mean restaurants clubs gym because we can't all... It's like right now we're in a very weird loop but we don't know what's going to happen. They've, they've, already, they've already opened restaurants. They're just opening little by little. But I find it interesting that they're opening the pubs before gyms. I know what that is though because gyms you swear. Like I swear. Yeah, gym, generally gyms have... Um, gyms can easily move the equipment away from each other and kind of like... Generally mm. gyms always... Gym, more, well the gyms I've been to always have... Um, they, like next to most equipment or even in the in the vicinity of most equipment, they have a like the sterilizing spray, anyways, because obviously people sweat. So I feel like, but that's like that's a personal thing from my experience. I know everyone's experience is different, but gyms generally can be a, like a clean environment if if you want it to. Mm. I mean, that's some gym. I've seen some gyms that are very old and out of date, and a lot of the equipment are old and haven't got sanitizer in place. So some gyms, some well-established gyms are different, while some old gyms that haven't really established themselves, there's a chance of people getting infected. So I don't get why the gyms are not being open right now. Just 
a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff can be transported or transmitted through sweat. So everyone's taking their time with the gym. I mean, they can open the back of being, but I, I want to travel, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to wear face masks in a different country, bro. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm kind of so getting we'll, sick and tired. We'll see, though, but it's, it's a bit... It's, I mean, it's, 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 so we can go, go down next month. Bro, I'm going down in August, bro. Honestly, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, yeah it's, I'm it's out. included. It says the full list of travels of um of travel countries you can go to are uh, um Italy, the Netherlands, Finland, okay. Belgium, Turkey, Germany, Norway are also ex- yeah. No, oh, no, no, it says these countries are meant to be on the list soon. They're not on there yet. Um, okay, do you mean they put them on the list? I'm booking a week. I'm booking a weekend away. From UK, away from. Oh wait, England. what the hell? It says all the countries I just mentioned. It says they are going to be allowed, but it says Portugal and Sweden will not. Because hmm. this, I mean, that's different. I don't care about this country. No one's going to Portugal or Sweden you right wanna, now. Like Portugal, they, if, you, if you've been to Lisbon, they've got this little cake thing. Oh, stupendous! Yeah, Big but man. not, but not no, now, not now. I'm trying to. I'll, I'm I'll go to there for that cake thing. Not now, obviously, but big man, because I've been Lisbon twice. I don't really know about Sweden, but I, I've got friends in Sweden, so I want to go Sweden. No, 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 right now, that's different. I want to go Sweden as well. I want to go Portugal as well. But right now, we start small. We go Amsterdam, then we go to Paris, then we go to Portugal, then we move on. It's slowly, 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 slowly. Look at like, I had to to Bali in May, so. And that's Indonesia. I doubt that will even open anytime soon. I literally had to cancel my flight and argue with um, my the airlines to even get some of my money back, and I lost money to that. So um, I don't know. I'm in two minds about this because when I when once that happened, I was like in the. So this, the reason why I'm saying this. So I basically, obviously, I booked the I booked this trip to, like to go to like Asia and um like Indonesia and stuff in um in May. I booked that, and then obviously everything happened. So then I had to kind of change my mindset, like because I thought I was still gonna go, like close to the time as well but then I realised like it's probably not the best option and then I think after that my flight got cancelled anyways and then I had to like fight for a refund um, after that whole experience my mind is literally not even to travel for like almost a year and a bit but so I, that's why I think this is like a shock to me I just had that mindset like because I already had a mindset to travel oh, yeah. I had to change it so I was like I'm not traveling for time like because it took so long to even get that money back um, so yeah this is a bit oh. a bit of a shock to me but we'll see no, even talking about so I have to drink some water. I'm just talking about COVID in general. Do you think about even just death in general? That's, that's a very different topic, but does that ever cross your mind? Yeah, because we've seen we, well with the numbers have been reported that like yeah, like not like, COVID, um, but just death in general. Not come. I mean, that's I mean, COVID's happened, but do you think about death in general? Like you know, one day, like one day, this is gonna be all over. Yeah, 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 that's but it. Yeah, not really, because what what's that got to do with now? Like, because that's something you that's something that always happens. That's that's ever present, ever present. No, like, it's just a question, like just a yeah. simple question. Do you ever think about one day it's gonna be over? One day gonna be? Do you think about death? Like, I'm gonna gonna die. When I'm gonna be an old man? And I'm gonna be I'm one day to this old life with this old life will end. Not the old world, bro. Okay. I'm not gonna lie, not really. I just, I just literally take each day as it comes in, like, um, what's it called? Live in the moment and make sure I just do everything. Not, not obviously. Like, I guess is a bit in mind of thinking. Um, actually, just thinking about life in general. I just want to make sure when I do get quite um, 
when I do get to a certain age, I don't, I don't, reg- when I'm not, I'm less able to do some things that I can do now. I'm not regretting, oh, why didn't I do that when I could? So I'm that's just, true. that's my mind to just do everything I physically and possibly can within reason now and just take chances, take risks, be spontaneous, all that kind of stuff. That's the kind of mindset I have. But it's not always, it's not always based of, oh, like, like I'm going to die one day. It's more, it's, more, it's mainly based off like life is kind of too short. Like you, I guess I said you never know what happens tomorrow, but also the fact that, because some of the things I'm doing is ongoing as well. So that's why I feel like if you think I'm going to go tomorrow, then you, you're kind of thinking I may not be able to complete this. So it's, it's really like a weird it's thing. Not, it's not even that because I know, I mean, I haven't read Steve Jobs. I mean, it's, it's a passage you know, in Steve Jobs' book where he spoke about every day he wakes up, he says, this is going to be my last day. Then I heard that passage, and I never, I never really deepened it. I even, on even you as well, you saying like you take every day as it comes. I don't think you deepen what life. I mean, I think we only take like life for granted to understand. We base life on basically what we can accomplish in life. Because I, I mean, I watched this video about people that had cancer, and they said they never felt more alive, even though they're dying. Because now they feel truly alive. I feel like we never even know what that feeling of being truly alive is. Like, but really, like this, I feel like truly alive is to me being truly alive is nothing about to do with money. It's about being, being, being in the present. And we all, we all thought we can do this. Like everything, I can be in the present, but it's not easy. It's that's a that's a, that's a task of its own. Being free in the present. And when I ask about even just thinking about death in general, I always the way I live my life is. Sometimes I do it, sometimes I don't. Cause you can, you can put that pressure on me in a moment or, or I'm going to die one day. But sometimes I still use that mental, mental mentality of, you know what, this life will end one day. So I'm just going to do what I want to do now. And it's, and it's not always to do with work. It may be about talking to someone or writing to someone. It has so many different components to it. Like, it's not about me just being productive, it's about me spending time with what I care about or talking to what I care about. So to me, I always, I always, I don't always think about it. But I do think about it because I don't think I don't think about it like oh it's negative like I'm gonna die one day oh my god I feel sad I'm kind of happy that one day this will end because in a very in a very weird way it's like it gives you it gives me that deadline of whether this will end so enjoy this very moment that makes any sense oh by the way guys I don't want to promote this but check out stuff it's not for everyone it's not for everyone. If you watch if you watch your Rogan podcast, you know what I'm coming you know what I'm coming about. It's called DMT. You can look into it. So this what this this what this stuff does is basically our brain our brain our brain makes this, but our brain usually makes this before we die. So it's when it's that it's like when it's basically that same when your life flashes right before your eyes. So basically what happens is you see your life from a different perspective. So you say it's like disconnected from yourself. And watching yourself live your life. It's like watching yourself live life. And imagine, imagine, imagine I'm mad. Imagine you can take a step back and you're watching Kai be Kai. And you're just a different entity watching Kai do his thing. And that's what it's, 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 it's a very spiritual thing. And it makes you appreciate life more because you feel like, okay, this is actually my action from different, from, from someone's perspective. So you can work on yourself and work on, you know, fixing yourself. But we see how it goes. But that's just, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm doing a lot of reflecting and thinking lately. That's where I, I came from. But just trying to live life and enjoy life, man. Um, yeah, yeah, like I said, um, I always say, um, like, just literally just do everything. No regrets. Just live life and do everything you, you kind of want to do. Because um, time is precious, yeah. Like, I always say, um, 
time is um you'll never get time back time spent with family time spent with people you love time spent doing what you want to do time like making your dreams come true yeah just literally live live like live live in the moment enjoy every day um but um yeah I, i think that's it i think that's it there's some other stuff that happened but it's not it's not too big but just to round off just um a show called big mouth uh there's like an actress on it and she stepped away from her role this could be a debate, but I don't think we should go into it. Now, but I'll leave this for people to think about because I'm still in two minds about this. But essentially, she played um, a biracial character, and she was obviously Caucasian. So she said, she, due to feel like she wasn't fully represent representing the character, she's going to representing the character. I mean, um, she's going to what's it called? Step down from the role. So the show's called Big Mouth, um, and her name is oh, Jenny Slate. But I just found that interesting. For that, I see what she's doing, but also I can see how that can be problematic because people may say. So can that mean black um, voice actors can't play? So it's an animated show. So I, I feel like people may say black. Um, does that mean um, other what's called voice actors from other ethnicity can't play other ethnicity? I, I get that, but yeah, it's a it's a bit of a of a techie one. But I can see, I get where she's coming from. But I I just think it can raise that issue too. Um, but yeah, that's just something else that happened. That like I said, people are literally just taking this upon themselves <laughs> to like do something about it. Um, anyways, it's that time of the show where we look through the music. So yeah, top three rotation t- um, this week. What you've been mm. listening to? Okay, you guys need to check out. So I've been listening to quite a few different albums. So, I mean, yeah, I've been listening to like. It's like I mean, you, everyone knows this guy. Songs, His songs, name is songs or album. Songs album. Remember, these are the songs on that album I've been listening to. So no, but then you can only name three. So if you can yeah, three from the album. Yeah, I mean not from the album, but from this album. This is when I'll name one song. It's an album by Bon Ivar. This song became the song is called Free, Free God." You should check it out. If you don't know who Bon Ivar is, he's a great artist. He made a song with Kanye West a few years ago. Do you know where, you don't know who he is, Bon Ivar? Uh, no, the name doesn't sound familiar. Probably my <laughs> if he made some Kanye West, I probably heard it though. So just yeah, Bon is a he made he made Skinny Love. Other scene, do you know what other scene is? It's okay. No. So, <laughs> Bonnie, so this album came out. This album actually, I'm actually listening to right now. It came out four years ago, and it's not for everyone because it's very instrumental. It's very distorted, but I enjoy it. It's on, so my song I don't repeat is "Fair Free God" and six six six, which is the don't really, don't overthink it. It's just six 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 triple six. <laughs> yeah. And also, I've been listening to some classic Ed Sheeran as well. Well, my my, my current rotation is Fair Free God. And Anywhere by Mustard and Nick Jonas. And also, uh, also On The Run by Zaire. I don't know who Zaire is. And that's Wait, that sounds like five five songs. Is that just, oh no, you said the album. No, I said the album. I said I gave you three songs: yeah. "Anywhere," "Under yeah. Run," and "Fair Free God." That's three songs. But the the first thing you plugged was a tape, so yeah, you can. I think. Yeah, I, I was like, if, like the fact that I haven't heard of it. I like stuff like that because that means, like, I could discover that like, some I don't know some beautiful music and yeah. However, yeah, "Fair Free, Free God" might make you cry. As I'm, I'm, being, I'm just warning you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> You'll know the mood. Um, actually, with that, normally this artist I'm going to mention normally makes you cry, but I don't. I think this this tape may be a bit different. So my rotation, 
this week, but then technically this song came, this this EP dropped today, so I haven't fully listened to it yet properly. But um, it's from it's from Black, the artist with spelt with a six and then L A C K. Six drops. Yeah, um, he dropped an EP called Six Piece Hot. Six, yeah, Six Piece Hot, and he also he also dropped a Hot Sauce. It's a random called Six Hundred Degrees. But um, yeah, um, <laughs> the 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 I haven't put it into the EP yet, but you kind of know what vibe you're getting with Black. And uh, the the song from it, the song I like from it is ATL Freestyle. I've actually seen a video to that, but um, I haven't fully listened to the others yet. But that's um, that's 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 definitely my rotation. The second one is from NSG's um, what's it called? They dropped a little album EP as well. NSG is a UK art UK group. Um, they dropped something called Roots. My the song I've listened to from that is called Lupita. Um. And yeah, there's just it's just got a good bop to it, UK vibes, all of that. Um, and there's some other good songs on their their album that you've probably heard if you're from the UK or you listen to UK music called like Trust Issues, OT Bop Options, and ourselves. Like it's they they're normally known for the singles, but yeah, the main song I like from there is Loopy to at the moment. And another one, the last one, is a bit more Afrobeats by Afrobeats vibe. Um, is by CK and Joe Boy. And Kwame Eugenie, I think that's his name. He says his name, and it's called Love Noir Tinty. Coming <laughs> from, I'm killing that. Say um, it, yeah. Say again. Love, Love Nawanti. I think they may be Ghanaian or something. I think that's why I can't pronounce the. No one, no sounds like no one. Titi sounds like an Nigerian word. No, actually, maybe Yoruba, but it's, it's three people in it. I think they're from different parts of Africa, but that's Afro vibe. So I've been listening to different kind of vibe, like UK R and B vibes, and then Afro beats, like all over the place. But um, yeah, all of all of those people, except for the two other artists I mentioned, have tapes, so you can listen to the whole tape. But yeah, that's my outtake. Um, yeah, so it's been. What episode is this? With Miller Rock on the beats, Miller Rock Web, on the beats. This? this is guys, you. episode eighteen. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's been episode eighteen. Uh. And thank you for listening again. Oh, before we go, I just want to make sure, um, just to encourage people to keep signing petitions, keep, um, keep spreading the word, and yeah, we're just going to keep the keep the energy going, even if it's like behind the scenes. But yeah, just make sure we just keep signing petitions and keep the word going and keep just pushing, um, the the cause essentially. So yeah, uh, I'm just going to say, yeah, I'm just going to say, everyone, get out, man, get out. Enjoy the weather. Yeah. The sun is out. Get some vitamin D in your system. Brianna, D. just not a reminder. Oh. The Brianna, <laughs> I said, uh, you didn't ever finish what I was talking about. I said, enjoy vitamin D and get other D's in your system. That's yeah, what that's that's I'm saying. That's it. That's you, man. <laughs> um, nah. Man. Yeah, what, what, what he said as well, do that. and Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. It's summer yeah. 2020, guys. Enjoy. Yeah, we out. And we out, baby. Easy out. <laughs> <laughs>